to any but those who may have a personal or public right to the information. We had been out about a fortnight, and Power, who was an enthusiastic botanist, had already made several new discoveries among the Australian flora, while I, gun in hand, contented myself with bringing down that particular section of the fauna most directly concerned with our breakfast and dinner. One evening, it was the 20th, and the date is indelibly engraved on my memory. When we were in the very heart of the lofty ranges, we began to cast about for a spot where we could camp for the night. Not far away we could hear the thunder of a waterfall, and judging that we should find what we wanted somewhere in its vicinity, we pressed on, descending deeper and deeper into a long gully, the sides of which were thickly covered with tall trees and tangled undergrowth. On reaching the bottom, We walked forward till we came upon a pretty glade, formed by clumps of tall fern trees, or rather tree ferns, fringing a deep pool, which was formed in part at least, by the water which poured incessantly from the heights, and constituted the head of a small creek, which flowed away, and was soon lost to sight among the dense foliage through which it forced its way. This was the very spot for us, and during our supper we found leisure to observe the formation of the waterfall, exactly opposite to which we reclined. It was very curious. From the top of the cliff, the water, projected by some force, the nature of which we could not divine, sprang sheer out from the brink of the precipice, and descending in a mighty and unbroken arc, poured with a never-ceasing roar upon a great ledge of rock, which jutted out some forty feet below. Here, after being collected, as it were, in a vast reservoir, It continuously overflowed and rushed down the black face of the rock in a torrent of silver foam. Scarcely had we finished our supper and, piling a few logs on the fire, lit our pipes for a yarn. Then suddenly, as it seemed, the clear starry sky became overcast. A violent gust of wind rushed, shrieking through the gully, scattering our fire in all directions, ceased, and for a few moments all was still. Then. Drip, drip, fell splashing a few heavy drops of rain, and almost before we could reach the shelter of the nearest clump of ferns, a tremendous storm burst upon us, with a fury which, notwithstanding my long experience of tropical storms, I have never seen surpassed. The wind had died away, but the thunder rolled and crashed and reverberated in an awful manner. All the time, Writhing and coiling and darting with forked tongues about the topmost summits gleamed the electric fires like a multitude of blazing serpents let loose upon the blackness of the night. From the shelter such as it was where we crouched, Power and I watched the progress of the storm. So pitchy dark had it grown that though touching, we could not see one another, and though we heard its never-ceasing rush even above the fury of the storm, the great white mass of falling water immediately in front of us had become invisible. Suddenly, a levin streak flashed out of the gloom, struck for one instant the face of the cliff with a bright, broad blaze of light, then vanished, leaving all once more in darkness. No, not all, for through the intense blackness there arose, just in the position of the watery arc, a soft and luminous mist. Faint and shadowy at first, it rapidly increased in density, becoming clearer to the sight, till at length it hung, as it were, 
a great white pall suspended between heaven and hell. Crash, and another stunning thunder roll shook the air, while again the forked flame darted its fiery shaft upon the face of the cliff. Then darkness once more, save for the misty veil, now no longer white, but suffused with a pale pink glow, delicate and fleeting as the first faint flush of dawn. Swiftly it deepened to an exquisite tint, while thousands upon thousands of rosy drops were flung hither and thither as the spray from the ledge was splashed and dashed in all directions. But beautiful as this was, scant time was left us to admire it. Another crash, another flash, a roaring, rumbling noise, as if an earthquake was upon us, and once again the scene was changed. There was one brief interval of perfect stillness, and then, in an instant, the pink glow went out.